Welcome to Deep Roots, Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices, a collaboration of Clahoose First Nation and Cortez Community Radio. In this edition, producer Morgan Tams sets out to explore notions of identity in Indigenous communities, but discovers that the truth is often elusive. The story begins with a confession of sorts from his friend Jacqueline Mathieu. When I was a kid, I was really into Pocahontas. And I really loved the love story. I loved how she was like communicating with animals and she's tall and slender. Her hair was long, like past her, past her butt, and it was perfect V-shape at the end, and when the wind would blow, her hair would blow, like, all in the same direction. I know, I just thought she was, like, the epitome of perfection. Sometime in the movie, I remember looking at my babysitter, and I told her, I wish I was Pocahontas. I wish I was an Indian. And she looked at me and she's like, you are, you are an Indian. I don't think I had any clue that I was, um, that my mom was native or that I was native. That was never a subject that was talked about. You know, she didn't realize the importance of teaching your child at that point, where they come from and, and who they are and, and uh, where their place is, you know, as an indigenous person. I wasn't taught like, oh, you're a Calhoun band member, you're, you're an indigenous person or you're a First Nations, like, so I feel like that's why I didn't know until my babysitter told me that I was, uh, that I was one of, I did belong to, to a, something greater. Like, I remember feeling like, I'm an Indian? Like, no way. And then I let that kind of percolate in my mind for a while. I'm an Indian, I'm like Pocahontas. I felt, I felt like, okay, I'm native. I am Pocahontas. I am an Indian princess and there's no doubt about that. So I was like sitting in school, we're sitting at a round table, we're coloring, doing some kind of art project. And I like this girl I was sitting beside, I, I told her that I was an Indian princess and she looked at me and like, kind of like a snubby look, and she's like, what? Like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yes, I am. I am an Indian princess. And and then she took it upon herself to ask my mom. Jacqueline says she's an Indian princess. And then my mom looked at me and said, if she says she's an Indian princess, then she is. <laughs> uh, and then I felt really happy. For me, it was like a time of being comfortable with who I am and, and gaining that confidence to be like, this is who I am, <laughs> even though it wasn't true. But just how, that's how I could place ownership on who I was, not really having a lot of direction of as to where to look or, or having someone telling me, telling me about my culture or about who I was. I remember having questions, but not really having... Uh, the like the time to really ask you know my mom was a single mom she worked a lot 
just to keep you know head above water she obviously had her her internal struggles and i remember just there being a lot of busyness like they're not having a lot of time to just sit and talk about what was going on i mean looking like looking back as an adult now at things that we did when we were younger i feel like my mom always did have a strong connection with with home and always wanting to come back always wanting that a circle to come back to to claiming who she was as an indigenous woman like i said that she wasn't interested in like sharing that sharing about our identity but i just don't think she really knew how but she wasn't parented by her parents she was parented in an institution like with her with attending residential school you know, I know that how she felt when she left was that she was a worthless Indian girl that was never, never deserved anything or was never equal to anyone else that was around her. So even in those 15 years, she hadn't done enough healing to cut those lies off of her and to be proud of who she was. So I don't think she had the tools to share her identity with us in a good way. Um, I think that had a lot to do with me not knowing at that time, at that age. You're listening to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices. This episode brought to you in part by Literacy Now, Cortez Community Forest Co-op, Study Build, and private donors. We didn't have a lot on our walls, um, but there was a picture, and I, I wish I knew the who took it, the photographer. Like, it's a pretty well-known picture of, like, yeah, these plains, um, indigenous family. There's a husband and a wife and two kids, and they're very stoic, very beautiful. They're wearing full regalia. And I remember looking at that picture and thinking, that's my family. Like I think my parents, they must have like stole me from these, from this family. I was adopted. It's probably my mom and my dad in that picture. Like why would my mom have this picture of these people? You know. And then that's when I told the story about the Indian princess. Like oh yeah, my dad's like this warrior. My mom's this beautiful woman princess, and and I am too. You know. When my mom began walking on her like on her healing journey. I think that's when a lot of clarity came to our lives as to um, as to who we were, you know, as a family. And it and it took her a while. It took my mom a while to come back home to Cortez Island. But when she did, that's when my mom was truly like herself. She could truly be at peace and and be who she wanted to be. Raising your children with the integrity of what, what their heritage is, I think that's what it's all about. My son is the most Native person that I know. I tell him, like, he's Kaylee Seymour, Sakani and Kosalish, and his dad is, like, full-blooded Sakani, and I'm a little, I'm like, half and so Kaylee's would be three quarters and in this day and age for for me I find that really 
amazing that he's he's here um, and that he he's growing up knowing that he is who he is and where both of his family comes from and who his you know what what uh, what that what he has to carry as being an indigenous man I want him to to grow up knowing what that means for him I think that we all have, as Indigenous people, we have a responsibility to ensure that our children are raised knowing where they come from and 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 those teachings that are that are that were passed on to us. Like, you know, knowledge is power, and sharing your traditional knowledge is only gonna is only gonna better better our communities in the long run. To me, what it means to be Native is identity and. Um, an attachment to me it means knowing who my family is it knows it means knowing where my family comes from who your cousins are knowing who your great aunt is knowing that you'll always have a place in the world no matter where you go um, to me being indigenous means you know knowing how how we survived before contact what we ate where we where we played where we worked to me, being Indigenous is knowing the land that you're walking on was walked by your people for years and years and years before you were. And I think that, I think that's what it means to be Indigenous is sharing, sharing what you know and passing teachings on. How do you help raise or create a child that is gonna hold on to that and pass it on, pass it forward? Thanks to producer Morgan Thames for this edition of Deep Roots, Island Waves. Senior producers are Morgan Thames and Greg Asoba. Series coordinator is Odette Auger. And Clahouse coordinator is Jacqueline Metzieu. Cortez Community Radio is grateful to the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Cortez Island Museum and Archives Society, Canada 150, and the Clahouse First Nation for their support. Find more at cortezradio.ca.